Good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are, whatever time it is, welcome to Teacher Tired. Hello, Teacher Tired friends. It has been so long, I can't even honestly remember the last time I recorded a podcast, but I miss it so very much. I absolutely love coming on here and talking with you guys, either me venting, giving you advice, anything that I talk about I really just truly enjoy. Not only do I love teaching, but sharing that passion with you guys and then giving you a breath of fresh air and just letting you hear someone who you can relate to. I just love it. And there has been so many changes and so much going on in my world I know there's been a lot of changes in your world. (laughs) So that's kind of why I took a little break. Um, I took a step back from recording podcasts and really just focused on work. Gosh, work got crazy. And on top of that, I moved and there was just a lot going on. So I thought maybe I would give you somewhat of an update. First, I want to tell you I'm in a new room. I have no idea how this is sounding. Hopefully, it's not too echoey because I'm in a smaller version of what I used to be in. I'm also in a really squeaky chair. (laughs) So I feel like every time I move, it squeaks. But I don't want to buy a new chair, and this is the room I am working with right now. So life, right? So let's see. Let me give you a little update on work, teacher life. So we started back in August. Oh, let me flip through my calendar. August 5th was technically our first day of school. We were in person and that first, gosh, that first three weeks was a lot of meet the teacher, a lot of get comfortable with the teacher, get comfortable with the routines, get comfortable with me emailing. Like, gosh, parents are not used to me emailing them all of the time. (laughs) And so just training my parents to check emails. Um, I teach kindergarten, so clearly my kindergartners aren't going to look at the emails. It's the parents I'm working with. Um, And then also uh, training them to text me and quickly message me. And, you know, a lot of that just didn't exist before for me. A lot of it was paper to folder, and I really just needed to retrain my parents. And that was really hard. So we were virtual for about six weeks, I want to say, five or six weeks. I honestly stopped counting. Um, And I'll be honest, it was extremely stressful. I didn't feel like my kids were learning anything. I didn't feel like I was getting anywhere. And I just kept thinking, oh my goodness, we're so behind. And yeah, we're even more behind because of COVID from last spring. So I just kept thinking they're not learning anything. They're not grasping anything. Oh my goodness. I'm kind of sort of freaking out. So a lot of that six weeks was just kind of this teacher guilt, but more so more so towards their academic standpoint, more towards them being so far behind and me feeling like the computer screen is not working for five-year-olds. And, you know, feeling that from parents and feeling that from my community and feeling that from my other teachers and realizing that as hard as we try, as many games as we play, no matter how much you stand up and make it fun for the kids, they can be having a lot of fun virtually and they can 
be learning as much as they can virtually, but it was my personal opinion. Again, it's my opinion. You may think otherwise, but it was my personal opinion that my kiddos were not grasping as much as they should have been. And I was giving myself grace. I was telling myself like, look, I can't change this. Um, There's nothing we can do. This is just, I'm just going to have to try my hardest. This is just what I'm going to have to deal with. And that's what I did. I sat back. I gave myself grace. It was really, really hard, but I just had to let go of that guilt. I had to let it go. There was nothing I could possibly do to make sure my kids were getting where they need to be academically through the computer screen. I felt very lost, um, you know, and technology issues is a whole nother ballpark. Your whole Wi-Fi goes out one day and all of a sudden you lost a whole day of instruction. You know, your computer dies and their computer dies and screen issues. And I could go on and on and on and on and on. I mean, out of the six weeks, we probably had an issue once every other day, technology wise. And so that end of it was really difficult. Um, obviously not having the connection with the kids was very difficult. They're five and it was really hard for me to connect with them. It was really hard for me to make sure they were listening to me, right? Like they could totally be looking at me and responding and doing all of the things, but a five-year-old's really hard to tell in through a computer screen if they're really paying attention to me. Half the time they were just muting themselves, talking to their parents next to them, which is awesome. I love parent support. I had really good parent support. But there was a time and a place for having conversations with their parents, and parents don't understand it. So yeah, needless to say, that was a big struggle too. So not only did I feel like I was teaching the kids, I also felt like I was teaching the parents and then maybe siblings if they were helping. And it, oh my gosh, it was just, oh, it was so crazy and so barbaric. And then we found out that we are allowed to go back to in-person. My district Well, let me start with this. Every single district, every single school, every single location, every single state is entirely different. (laughs) So let me give you a summary of what my district did. My district said, we're going back on this date, regular schedule, regular routines, same amount of children, full class sizes. The only difference is X, Y, and Z, right? Social distancing, wearing a mask, cleaning, and all of those fun things. Um, But in regards to the schedule and the amount of children and stuff like that, nothing really changed. They wanted everyone on campus ready to rock and roll. Now, they did separate it into grades. So I work kinder. So kinder um, came back as one of the first kind of, uh, what's the word? Like the first group to come back. So we start in... Gosh, I want to say it was like the last two weeks of September. So we started in September and the end of September. And it, I was just so excited. I'm so excited to get my kids. My room is ready as it'll ever be. Um, I had to figure out ways to make sure they weren't sharing manipulatives and cleaning and where to put masks at recess and where to put water bottles since the water fountains aren't working. And I had to figure out all of those things. And while that was just purely exhausting (laughs) and knowing that they're five and technically they're going to do whatever anyway, really was hard. But we had to do all of those things. Once we figured it out, I kind of just sat back and was like, all right, let's go. Game time. Oh my goodness. (laughs) 
let's just say I made some rookie mistakes. Guys, I forgot to tell my kids how to go down the slide or swing rules on the swings. I even forgot to tell my kids what a whistle means. So when they're at recess and they hear hear the whistle, I didn't even tell them what to do. (laughs) Starting in the middle of the school year is what I'm going to call it. It really felt like it was the middle of the year. Really, it was the end of September. But starting in the middle of the month after I had already been instructing them was so off schedule. My brain could not figure out what to tell them when. Like it was so, the first week was so confusing for me because I wanted to do the social emotional stuff. I wanted to make sure I was getting to know the kids, but yet I kind of felt like we already did that online and you could tell they had already felt like they did that and they knew each other's names and I was like, okay, we can speed this process up. And then you really want to go over rules because they've never been in school, but at the same time you're doing like material to make it more fun. It would, honestly, it was just really weird. So weird. I'm so used to having a week of like procedures and rules and social emotional and and really I was like fast forwarding through that while also trying to teach. It was super odd. I will be honest, my kids this year are fantastic. I could not ask for a better group at right now. Gosh, I should knock on some wood because we've been getting a lot more kids every day and who knows who could walk through my door. But Starting in September, I had a great group of kids. They were paying attention. They love to follow rules. I, by the grace of God, have a great situation right now, and I am not complaining. I would not change this for the world. But I will say it was hard. It was really confusing. Um, When you're used to starting the beginning of the year a certain way and you have to change it entirely, oh my goodness, my brain just could not keep up. So that was about two to three weeks in September of me just trying to figure out who to talk to and what to say and what to tell the kids. And oh my goodness, it was, it was wild. But I will say I'm pretty hard on my kids. Um, I hold very high expectations and I know that the first week is big on that. If you give them that high expectation and you expect them to follow it, they're more likely to follow it. So with that said, about three to four weeks in, my kids were flowing. They were, they knew where to get their pencil. They knew where to get their you know, papers. They knew where to put their papers. They knew, oh my goodness, it was crazy. I've never even seen them learn that fast. And I think it's because they had already met me and they had six weeks of me on the computer and they knew that I held them to high expectations and they knew that I was going to make them follow it. So it was kind of an easy procedure routine and they picked up on it really fast. There's, there's small things, right? Like God forbid anyone wears their mask. Um, the masks are really hard. They, you know, they constantly take them off. And it's really hard for me to remember to tell them to put it on. That's a whole learning thing too. But we're doing really well with it. And they understand why they have to wear it. So that helps me quite a bit because I don't feel like I'm yelling at them too much. Um, then it's just crazy. They they know where to put their folder. They know where to put this. They know where to grab that. They know what, you know, and then now I'm more so like training them not to shout out at me and just raise their hand. And it's weird that I'm still having those conversations in October, but I have to remind myself we haven't been doing that for a month. So it's just really interesting. So it's different. Um, it, it's crazy that it's October. It's crazy that 
I'm still having certain conversations in October and it feels funny. Like, you know, my kids don't even know where the nurse's office is and it's October, right? Like I sent them to go get their eye and hearing test and they just looked at me like, I don't know where that is. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's October. How did I forget to tell my kids where the nurse's office is? So it's just so funny how your brain is just so discombobulated from all the changes and it's hard to go back on track, I suppose. It's it's just really hard. And it's hard and it's difficult as a teacher, but I think the kids are handling it well. At least in my case, my kids are doing fantastic. They're kind of going with the flow. They're used to changes left and right at this point. Um, so I think in my brain, it's just overwhelming. Um, and so with that said, there has been changes to my teaching as well. Um, you know, we've been trying different things in regards to maybe having inside recess instead of outside recess. We've been trying things such as not having computers in the classroom. This is my first year not having computers for the kids to share, um, to do a specific program that I know that they love. And that's hard. It's hard for me because I'm thinking, oh, I want to use technology so bad. They love it. And this program is so fun. And I know it makes a difference because I can see it in the data and I want to use it, but I just can't. With COVID situations, we're not able to share computers and log them all on. And I'm having a hard time with it, but I know eventually it'll come back and it'll be worth it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my update with school. In the middle of all of that, I actually moved. <laughs> so I was in my old apartment um, until about September. And then mid-September, yes, the same week we went back to school, I moved into my boyfriend's house. So I moved into his house. It was a very seamless move. He helped me tremendously. It was amazing. Um, but it was in the middle of us starting school. And so that was just barbarically crazy. I was so exhausted. Um, I don't know about you guys, but when I start school, my lower back hurts for at least the first week. Like I cannot walk after the first week of teaching. I think it's because my body got a whole summer off and then I go back and I'm standing for so long. And it happens to me every year, every single year, the first week of school, my lower back is shot. My feet hurt. It's like my body is physically not in teacher mode. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Come on. Let's pick this back up. I, like, I got to stand for this amount of hours for the rest of the year. We can do it, right? Like, I don't know about you guys, but – and I think with moving, this year was even worse. My back was hurt so bad. So bad. I knew it was going to be fixed and it would have been fine. But, gosh, that first week was hard. So yeah, that's kind of my update. I moved, you know, the whole COVID situation with virtual learning. And I will be honest, I am so tired of having the virtual learning conversation. I'm tired of giving advice for virtual learning. I'm tired of seeing virtual learning. I am tired of the kids being on virtual learning. Uh, to be honest, I felt like I just sucked at it. And maybe I didn't. Maybe the kids did great. I don't know. I just was constantly down about myself when it comes to virtual learning. I didn't feel like a successful teacher. I just didn't. I didn't feel confident. I didn't feel like they were learning as much as they should or having as much fun. And, and it really hindered my appreciation for it. Um, and 
it's amazing what we could do. It's amazing that we even had the ability to go virtual with our kids. I am so thankful I was able to even just see them through the computer through that time. And yet at the same time, it really just bogged me down and I felt like a bad teacher. The second those kids walked in my door, I was like, all right, game time. Let's go. Right? Like, oh, I felt so much better. I felt like a good teacher. I felt like I was changing lives. It just like flushed back into me and I'm just so thankful to be back. But if you're listening to this and you're in virtual learning and you are just at the same kind of point that I was at where you're just kind of over it, I want you to know that the second you're with your kids again, or maybe it's next year's kids, I don't know the situation, but whatever the situation is, the moment you're with kids again, it's all worth it. It reminds you so much of why being in person is so important. It really does. It it opened my eyes to the appreciation of having behaviors and like handling those behaviors on my own and not through a computer screen. And it gave me appreciation for dealing with things I don't typically want to deal with, but dealing with them in person is that much better. Or having the assistance of your, you know, peers or other people around you is that much better. When you're virtual, you are a lonesome on your own, figure it out. (laughs) And it's hard. So if you're out there and you are still virtual and you are ju- it's just driving you crazy don't worry because once you get to that moment it is all worth it once you go back it is all worth it yes the data sucks yes the kids are behind and guess what you still worked your tail off you still did everything you possibly could and and it was enough It was. It may not feel like enough because you're taking the data and going, whoa, why are my kids so behind? This is my fault. I want you to know it's not your fault. (laughs) We're not in person and we can't force them to learn at this point. And I I shouldn't say force, but we have no say on how much they're going to grasp through the computer. We really don't. We, We just don't. We have no control over that. It's way too difficult to determine that. We have kids who are just not turning in work because they just don't want to, right? Like it's totally their choice right now. And to be honest, in my opinion, I'm like, this is why school exists. If we let children do whatever they want, what's going to happen to society? Well, us teachers are seeing it through the computer screen. (laughs) So just know it's worth it. Keep pushing yourself. Breathe and realize that this is just a funk. This is like a really heavy teacher long funk of virtual learning. And once it's over, it really opens your eyes to how amazing it really can be. So just hang in there. It's almost done. Yeah, you, you, it's worth it. I promise. So that's all I got guys. I just wanted to give you a quick update on where I'm at, why I wasn't recording podcasts, my opinion on virtual learning, and I have a lot more coming. So hang in there. More teacher tired to come.